Hey, Kirk. What's going on, man? Well, 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 well. Not much. Are you ready? Yes, I am. <laughs> Are you sure? I think so. It's going to be like deja vu. All over again. You're going to love it. Yeah. All over again. Uh, hey, so this uh, this next episode, we are halfway through our division previews. Uh, we are going to continue those after a, a brief uh, uh, break from that when we did a mock draft episode. Um, but So we're going to talk about the AFC East today. And this is a tough one to get up for, Kirk, because I think this is the worst division in football. I don't know how you feel about it. I completely agree. All right, but. So just to remind everybody, the premise for these shows is we're going to talk about how we think each team will do record-wise, and we're going to talk about the mid-level and kind of fringe players on these teams, players that can really make or break your draft, you know, players that can be some hidden gems in there, not the studs. We don't need to talk about the studs. We've already done that exhaustively, so so that's kind of a, a moot point already. You know who you're taking in the first three rounds. So these are kind of, again, those mid-level and French players. But before we do that, we obviously have to talk about our sponsors. Can't wait. That's how we get paid. Hey, here's one, Kirk, that is near and and dear to our hearts. Uh, TGI Fridays, specifically the location on Peach Street. Uh, Come visit them for Erie's Best Happy Hour on Sunday nights. Enjoy trivia games all night long. And backed by popular demand, are there three dollar and fifty cent domestic drafts? So, I I can't I can't believe they actually took our advice. We were really pulling yeah. for it. Yeah, last time we were there, drafts were three dollars. Yeah, I, but it seems like the the public rallied and they bumped it to where the public demanded, which was back up to three fifty. That's that's awesome. I mean, I'm very happy now. I I bought, I wanted to pay more for a while now. They just wouldn't let me. So, yeah. 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 All right. Well, well, I have I have a sponsor. Um, still, you still have a sponsor? Oh yeah, yeah. This one, this one is near and dear to my hearts and your hearts. Um, uh, nah. Since the invention of the cell phone, um, we have uh, we have made life so much easier. Um, so, next time you go out there to to Sprint or T-Mobile, Verizon or AT and T, ask them to pay buy the most expensive phone because you'll probably drop a call um, every day uh, for the next, uh, oh, I don't know, 15 years. So just just remember that. The iPhone, the, the Samsung, these are all great phones if you really want to drop a call. So let's thank those sponsors, all the, <laughs> all the wireless carriers. You guys do a great job. So are, are you saying that the more you spend on a phone, the more calls you will drop? Yes. So you're getting your money's worth right right away. Do you remember dropping any calls in 2004? Never. Because <laughs> I don't. No, I think I dropped my phone, but I never dropped <laughs> yeah. a call. Oh, well. All right. Hey, let's let's move on with the... Uh with the show here so uh of no surprise i have the new england patriots winning the division i have them at 12 and 4 last year they were 13 and 3 as super bowl losers uh they trade away brandon cooks for a first round pick with that pick they use it on running back sony uh michelle um last year you know they they just seem to be a very solid team just like they they always are um 
this year, the the only reason I have them taking a step back is I don't think they're as good as advertised. I think they have six easy wins in the division, but outside the division, I only have them at six and four. So I just I think they are just a product product of that. Nobody is going to threaten them for the division this year. Well, I, I have them at thirteen and three. I have them staying put. Um, I, I'm I'm now looking at uh, last year. They were first in passing yards, tenth in rushing, and first in total yards per game. So offensively, um, how much of a drop? Did they lose by getting rid of Brandon Cooks and Danny Amendola? I'm going to say very little because they get back Julian Edelman and they added a running back uh, to their yeah. to the core. So I, as 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 name recognition goes, they don't look that good. You're not you're not too you know you're not drafting a lot of guys. You're not you're not expecting them to put a lot. But I think as a total team, um, they will stay. Yeah. Uh, as a high octane offense. So at the end of the year, you may actually have some uh, New England Patriots on your team that you wouldn't have expected just because of the way they're rolling. Yeah. Yeah. They also lose uh, Nate Solder, uh, pro bowl up tackle. Yeah. As well, how but... much, how much will that affect them? You, you won't know until they go out there. Yep. So first player I want to talk about, and then uh, after this player, I want to talk about a couple of position battles. First player is Julian Edelman last year, obviously, uh, no, no relevance at all because he was out the entire year with the, the knee injury. Uh, the year before that, he was 17th points per game. Three years ago, though, he was number seven points per game. And these are all PPR points per reception uh, scoring formats. I think his ceiling is a wide receiver number two. I don't think he has the ability to, to creep into that wide receiver number one arena anymore. Kirk, where do you think Julian Julian Edelman can uh, can finish this year. Well, I mean, again, when I when you talk about a high potent offense, um, regardless of, of name recognition, they he's going to be at the top of the list as of targets and, and attention. Um, in a PPR league, I think that's that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna make him a mid to upper wide receiver too. Um, as far as total yards in a, in, a, in a standard scoring league, he is a low number two. I wouldn't even, he may even be a number three at that point, but um, I'm looking, I'm looking to draft him um, in my leagues uh, probably in the mid to late rounds. Yeah. Yeah. The great thing about him is you can probably get him as your fourth receiver right mm-hmm. now and where he's going in drafts. I would expect his draft value or draft stock to continue to rise. Uh, closer to the draft time. Mm. Uh, so so obviously the, the two number one targets on this team are going to be Julian Edelman and Gronk. That's without question. You know, number three may be a, rece- uh, a running back, a receiving running back. But I want to talk about the position battles for whoever the number two receiver is going to be. Mm-hmm. And let me read off this, this list of names to you, Kirk, and, and let me know who you like the most out of all these guys to emerge as another fantasy-relevant player. Chris Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell, Kenny Britt, Jordan Matthews, Philip Dorsett, or uh, Quarter. I I I'm sticking with the the guys that have been there um, uh, in New England, and that's Chris Hogan and Malcolm Mitchell. Malcolm Mitchell was hurt um, last year, but he he was good when he was playing, um, and he had you know he has time to time to review the offense and stuff. So I think Chris Hogan. 
is is my number one for number two. And Malcolm Mitchell's my number two <laughs> for number two. He's <laughs> but number is he your number one for number three? He's my number one for number three. Um so you think some of the big name guys they bring uh well, okay. You think some of the medium name guys they bring in, you don't think they're going to have any impact? I, I mean, I I think initially you're they're going to rely on the people that have been there. I mean, Jordan Matthews should be the number two, but based on what the expectation was of him. But I think Chris Hogan just is a better he's just a better fit in this offense. He always finds a way of getting open and, and ends up surprising people with his numbers. So. Um, I think the only other one would be Jordan Matthews. I think Kenny Britt is is toast. I think he's going to be more like uh, uh, Chad Ochocinco was in in New England. Uh, Philip Dorsett is uh, you know was he going to have two catches and you know, like eighty yards maybe in a game? But uh, I I'm looking at uh, Chris Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell with a very close eye on Jordan Matthews. Yeah, so so Chris Hogan really only played the first eight weeks of the season last year. Uh, from weeks two through five, he was a wide receiver number one in those four straight weeks. Uh, the other weeks, though, he was either a wide receiver number three or he was really, really bad. But those, those four weeks just seemed to be stuck in my mind. Um, also, being a Steelers fan, I remember two years ago when he uh, had over 200 yards receiving – against us so uh he's somebody that is it's just hard for me to to not imagine him as the the best guy out of that group um either way though i think the the moral of the story is is watching preseason see see which guy emerged if none of if it's not obvious then don't draft any of them sounds good so uh yeah moving on to the running back position uh what do you have who, who do you have emerging out of that? So you have Sony Michelle, their first round pick. You have Rex Burkhead, James White. There's also Jeremy Hill, uh, uh, free agent offseason. I, I think signing. I think you're if you're drafting anybody, I think your your safest bet is Rex Burkhead. Um, the uh, the uh, keeper league, I would then put Sony Michelle as a little bit more valuable um, as far as who you'd be probably going after. Um, but in a snake league, I think Rex Burkhead's really the only one that I would be drafting. I'd probably stay away from all of them as long mm-hmm. as possible. So right now, if if you're doing a a a ten team draft, you could probably get Mich- Sony Michelle as your number three running back and Rex Burkhead as your number four. In a twelve team draft, you could probably get Michelle as a number two and Rex Burkhead as a number three. When you're talking about it in those terms, I like the value of Rex Burkhead over Michelle. I think he's more predictable. And I think no matter what happens, he will have a role in this offense where, you know, Michelle, it's, uh, I don't know if he's a project or what, or, you know, he did have some fumbling problems and we know Belichick will, will uh, bury a guy on the bench for that. So he's a hell of a dodgeball uh, player. I hear. Yeah. He's, he's part of the yeah. Vipers. <laughs> Michelle. Okay, so the team that I've 
uh, placing second in this division is Miami Dolphins at a whopping six wins, six and ten. Last year they were six and ten. Uh, I don't have them any, getting any better, even though their their young uh, starting quarterback is returning. Uh, they lose Jarvis Landry. Uh, they traded Jay Ajayi last year. Uh, they get rid of Damian Williams, so it looks like Kenya Drake is going to be the guy. Having said that, they sign Frank Gore. They draft Kalen Balage. Um, you know, they bring in Albert Wilson. So, what do you what do you make of of this team? Well, I have I have them uh, more of a disappointing four and twelve. Um, I, I I am not excited about it. Too many of these players outside of outside of uh, maybe Kenyon Drake, um, and then maybe maybe one of their wide receivers. But even still, I, they were they were 16th in passing yards last year, 29th in rushing, uh, with a grand total of 27th overall. I mean, they were at the bottom of the league and. Were they? They were really sixteen. Yeah, two hundred thirty-seven yards. Uh, that's not really that great. So I, I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah, but, but there was a couple of games where I think Jay Cutler had like sixty or eighty yards. That that shocks well, me that they were I that mean, high. Keep, keep in mind now, they what they did was is they said, well, we want worse quarterbacks in this room, um, and so that they went out and got Bryce Petty, who has yet to show any spark at all. Brock Osweiler couldn't make yeah. the Cleveland Browns team that went 0-16. Um, and then David Fails. Even though they were they had $17 million yeah. invested. I mean, they, in yeah, so it it, it, it looks dim. Um, I would I would I would be asking for a trade if I was uh, anybody okay. else on that team. Okay. Uh, so you talked about Kenyon Drake, the only player you see with potential. Uh do you think there's any scenario to where he is not a running back number yeah, two? The only way is if Frank Gore cuts into his goal line carries and, and, you know, vultures some TDs. Um, I, I don't think Frank Gore is going to, I don't know. I don't know how they can turn to Frank Gore initially. I feel like they got to ease him in. He's an old man. Um, that, he may steal some in the middle of the season, but I think Kenyon Drake should be, a number two, regardless. Okay. Uh, For their number one outside receiver, who do you like more, Devontae Parker or Kenny Stills? Devontae Parker should be the guy. I think with with, um, Landry gone, the chemistry will still be there with uh, with Tannehill. I think Devontae Parker should be the guy, and I think they're going to give him every opportunity to to be the guy. Whereas Kenny Stills just seems to be successful with limited touches. And but I would think if you're going to go by volume, Devontae Parker is going to be given every opportunity to to succeed. Okay, uh, I agree with that. Um... Not saying that he'll actually perform, but yeah, I think that they may try to force him into that position. The one player, though, that I think uh, I would be, I'll probably be very apt to take, and especially in 12 team leagues late, is Danny Amendola. I'm curious to think or to see if he fills into that Jarvis Landry role, even if he's 80% of what Jarvis Landry used to do. Jarvis Landry was a hundred catch a year guy. If Amendola can get 75 to 80 catches. That's still great for a 
late round PPR steal, a guy that you can plug in when other players have bye weeks or injuries and, and, you know, you, you feel good getting a, a surefire double digit week out of now. I see something here. I'm digging back into 2015 in new England and, you know, they may be, they may have signed Danny Amendola as a fifth string quarterback. He was, uh, he has a career rating of 118. Um, he completed one pass for 36 yards. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good percentage um, of completion. And then his yards per completion. I mean, that's just, I don't think so. I so you I think, think that maybe that. you think they brought him in to challenge Tannehill, not necessarily to replace Jarvis. But, uh, it's possible. I mean, so if he's starting at quarterback, do you think that? So okay, so that's key. So if they're starting him right. at quarterback and wide receiver, and the le- yeah, and the and the and Yahoo still has him listed as right. a wide receiver. Um, pay attention to the scoring formats there because that could be yeah, very he bad. Could throw a pass to himself and uh, get a lot of points. Keep that in mind. Okay. Last year, last year he had eight, 86 he, targets, 61 receptions. That has to go up. Um, I, I say late in the round, you know, take a flyer on him. He he's steady Eddie when he's on the field, but he just doesn't stay on the field that often. That's right. <clears throat> All right. Hey, moving on. New York Jets, five and eleven last year. I have them at five and eleven this year. Although I think this team is trending up. I like the quarterback situation there. I think they've got three uh, very good options. They drafted Sam Darnold. They signed Teddy Bridgewater in the offseason, and they also re-signed Josh McCown, who was very streamable last year. I think they have some good receiving options. I think they have some good running backs. Uh, again, fantasy wise, a lot to like about this team. I just don't. Overall, I just don't think on the field it translates to, to victories. What do you have? I have I am at five and eleven. Um, yeah, I'm 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 excited okay. about I'm excited about them. If I was a fan, um, I think they set up their quarterback yeah. room right. They have a seasoned veteran to start the start the the games. Teddy Bridgewater, who's young and successful when he played, um, is a good guy in the quarterback room and a rookie to build up on. Um, I wouldn't draft any of those guys in fantasy. Um, their running right. backs are a nice mix of, of good players, and they seem to be pretty good at rushing the ball. Uh, they're over 100 yards last year, and their wide receivers just seem to be another hodgepodge of good players, but nothing nothing too crazy when it comes to fantasy. Yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of a curious uh... – very curious for Teddy Bridgewater to sign there with uh, McCown, who resigned, and then them. He, he had to know that they were going young for a quarterback. But I think any and if any of those guys start, I think they're all streamable. Um, but I want to talk about Robbie Anderson, who was kind of their their fantasy darling last year. Had five or six games where he had touchdowns uh, in a row. Uh, ended up as the number twenty three wide receiver in points per game last year. That's better than Alshon Jeffrey. That's better than Michael Crabtree. Uh, could be a great draft value this year. I think a lot of people are scared because of some disciplinary issues. They don't know if he's facing a suspension or what. But how do you like Robbie Anderson uh, this I, year? I don't. Um, um, with uh, Quincy Inua, I think he may – He now, the more I look at him, the more I think he may, he may take over the role of number one. 
2016, he had, he had 105 targets. Now, he only managed 58 receptions out of that, so that's probably quarterback play. Um, but uh, he would he looks like the better player, uh, you know, to me. But, you know, Robbie Anderson did just fine um, when he was given the role. But I think Quincy Inunua is going to be the main man uh, going forward. That's just my – that's my wild guess. Okay. All right, what about uh, Terrell Pryor? This has got to be near you. Oh, hey, it, when your only successful years are with the Browns, that's pretty sad. Uh, he, I'm sorry. Did you he, say he years? Is, he needs he needs to take some uh, anti-depression pills. But I, I think um, I think skill set wise, if used properly, he'd be he's he's a red zone target. He should be a um, a uh, a first down guy to be able to catch the ball with his big body but I don't see him I think there's going to be a good mix of what he was in Cleveland and what he was in in Washington somewhere in the middle not draftable alright so speaking of other former Cleveland Browns uh, moving to the running back position who do you like more Isaiah Crowell or Bilal Powell? Well, those are just weird names to say Isaiah Crowell or Bilal Powell. Um, I would. <laughs> something about Isaiah Crowell that I think he, 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 he's the best running back when there's a hole and he goes through it. Otherwise he falls on his feet. I would say, I would say draft wise with PPR Bilal Powell, I think has more value. Um, I think, I think Isaiah Corral will go way too high for me um, to, to draft him. I hope he's not an option uh, to whereas Bilal Powell seems to be available at the time I'm looking for him uh, within a couple rounds and in, in the late, late rounds of the draft. So I feel like I'm drafting Bilal Powell more likely than Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because I think a lot of people are assuming Isaiah Crowell went there to be the starter. Uh, I am not sold on that. I don't think there is a true separation of talent there. Uh, I'm staying away from both. Um, However, if I have a player gets injured, I'd be happy to pick either one of them up on the waiver wire, but I'm not drafting anyone. And they also have have a new Uh, guy – Lawrence Thomas, he's 6'3", 286 pounds. So look for him to uh, be a, a stud. Is he a scat back? Yeah, yeah, he's one of those uh, in-and-out guys. You know, he just he breaks ankles and stuff. 6'3", 286, running back. The next there? Yes, the next yeah, there he's ball. undersized for his position. Yeah, he, he that's you know if you talk to him he's he's always got that chip on his shoulder you know what I mean. Everybody's bigger than me. <laughs> I'm drinking milk, so will you wait one day? I'll be able to run you over. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to forget all the other 31 teams <laughs> right. who passed on him. <laughs> all right, so that brings us to. Uh, the last team here who I'll be curious to see what you have for them, but the Buffalo bills I have at four and 12 last year, they were nine and seven. 
they made the playoffs, which was, I think, absolutely amazing given the circumstances. Uh, first time they made the playoffs and, uh, you know, they had the longest drought of any NFL team. Uh, I think they may be the worst team in football this year. Uh, they have, you know, uh, last year they siphoned away uh, skill players this year. They've lost two stud offensive linemen. I just, uh, I think it's going downhill. They lose their starting quarterback who brings them to the playoffs. Uh, I, I think it's going to be bad. What, what, what do you? I have them at the six and ten. Um, they're primarily a running team. I feel like that's what they're gonna they're gonna continue to do. They were six last year. They still have LaShawn McCoy. Um, you know, the only thing that that, that brings cause to to that or the question to that is they lost some people on their offensive line, um, and the fact that their quarterbacks in Cleveland means that they stink. At that position, and I'm, um, I still yeah. have them squeaking out six and ten uh, because I think Lashawn McCoy and even his backup Chris Ivory. That's a good set of running backs. I think they'll continue to pound the rock. Um, yeah, and they'll get more out of it than because they're going to play against the Jets and the Dolphins, and I, I think they'll squeak out a couple wins, but they probably shouldn't. Yep. Okay. Uh... So AJ McCarron or Josh Allen, who's the week one starter uh, and whoever is starting, do you think they are streamable? Uh, as I think, I think if after all said and done, I think Josh Allen's going to be the week one starter. Um, I don't think that's a good idea. I think oh, the hype okay. will wow. get, get the best of them and they'll want, they'll want to push him forward. Um, he'll probably look good in the preseason. Good enough to say, wow, he, we, we want him to start. Um, I, I'm not touching either one of these guys with a ten foot ball. Okay. Uh, last year the Bills, you know, they traded away Sammy Watkins, which I think shocked a lot of people. But then midway through the season, right before the trade deadline, they trade for Kelvin Benjamin. Do you think Kelvin Benjamin will be any better uh, this year than last year? Uh, do you think he's draftable? Do you think he's going to be there? Um, repeat that question again. I was looking up. A, I was looking at Ray Ray McLeod, uh, the third. No, so yeah, w- w- I think that's a different show. The Ray Ray McLeod, definitely <laughs> a different show. Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin, does he have the ability to be a solid number one? And do you think he'll I, be better? I absolutely think he has the ability to be the number one. I think he has. Um, uh, he has shown it in, in, in parts in, in Carolina. Um, I wouldn't bet any money on it, uh, but I think he should be, he should fill that role. He should get every opportunity. They should be forcing the ball to him as many times as possible. Zay Jones is his next threat. And I don't really think he's going to stay on the field all year. I mean, they got a, they got a ragtag bunch of, of, wide receivers that I can't say their names either but uh, they did draft Ray Ray McLeod the third in the sixth round of the 2018 draft from Clemson so look for him to make a big impact early (laughs) oh good yeah you know looking at Kelvin Benjamin actually 
shoot. Well, Kelvin Benjamin may be the lowest or latest picked number one receiver from a yeah. team. So I would definitely I would definitely be willing to take a flyer on him. You can get him as your fifth or sixth receiver on your team. And he has the potential to be a number one on his team. Not saying that's gonna be great, but hey, you know, uh, at that point in the draft you're taking flyers on people that may be an interesting pick. There. Yeah, a lot just a lot of question marks well, and how how the how the how the quarterback whichever one is going to be is going to lock on. I mean, I, I think if it's Josh Allen, he's looking for the big guy, the big target, get the ball down the field, throw it throw it a high throw a high ball so he can catch it and and see what happens. Uh, McCarron, I would think he's more surgical with his passes, trying to be more precise, high high uh, percentage passes to where you're going to see the tight end or some of your smaller, shorter routes uh, get filled. Well, I think I, I think Kelvin Benjamin is that, though. I think he is the shorter route guy because he runs about a, a 6, 7, 40-yard dash. So, huh. uh, you know, I think, I think he'll fare well with McCarron. Josh Allen, I, I would Zay see, Jones. you know, if, if, yeah, maybe, maybe Zay Jones. So, or Ray Ray McLeod, the we'll third. See. Or, or Ray May, Ray Ray McLeod, the third. Who knows? Nobody knows. Nobody. It's impossible. So, well, that's all we got. Again, just to recap, uh, I have the Patriots uh, at the top of the division, as is Kirk. And then for me, it goes the Dolphins, the Jets, and then the Bills. For Kirk, it goes Bills, the Jets. Bills, Jets, and then the yeah. Dolphins. Either way, we have the, the Patriots going away, and then all three of the other teams with six wins or less. I don't think there's any way around it. Uh, the last three teams in this division are just awful. But, hey, that's what you get. So, uh, you know, hey, the one thing, Kirk, I just want to remind everybody is is to visit us on our Facebook page. Just go into Facebook, search uh, Fancy Football. And if you type in a question on the page, we will be sure to incorporate it into our next uh, episode. That is a Fancy Boys guarantee. Yes, or your money back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it will, we'll give you every single cent back. Uh, that's actually been been tried and true. So yeah, I got it. All right, all right, <laughs> dude. Well, hey, that's all we got for the fancy boys. We are signing and off. Fade, it's stuck. Fading out. <laughs>